through his vessel tonight. Praise the Lord, church. I'm glad to be in his house one more time. Whether two or three are gathered in his name, there he is in the midst. I'm glad he's here with us. I'm glad that I can identify with him tonight and be a part of his church. If you have your Bibles, I'm not going to keep you, hopefully not too long tonight. Um, if you have your Bibles, we're going to go to 1 Kings chapter 17. 1 Kings chapter 17. I'm glad I know who uh, the healer is tonight. I'm glad I have someone that I can call on in time of trouble. Someone that cares about my needs and someone who cares about me and my family tonight. 1 Kings chapter 17, we're going to do a little bit of reading here, just bear with me. Verse 17, we're going to start in verse 9. It says, Arise, and he's talking about talking to Elijah here. Arise, get, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I command a widow, I commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. So he rose and went to Zarephath, and went... And when he had came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Verse 11 says, And, and as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a, a morsel of bread in thine hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I, not, I have not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a cruse. And behold, I... I am gathering two sticks that I may go in and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast said, but make me thereof a little cake first, and bring it to, unto me, and after make uh, for thee and for thy son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, The barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the cruse of oil fail until the day that the Lord sendeth the rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. Verse 16, it says, And the, and the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruse of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord, and which spake by Elijah. And it came to pass after these things that the son of, of the woman, the mistress of the house, fell sick, and his, son, and his sickness was sore, that there was no breath left in him. Under, understand where we're going to tonight. There's sickness that's been spread. We've we've understood that tonight. We've 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 seen the messages that that have been sent out. And we understand who the healer is, brother Bo. We understand that tonight. And and she said unto Elijah, What have I to do with thee, O thou man of God? Art thou come to me to call my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? Have you come, Elijah, to to uh, to kill me and kill my son? What is the deal here? Verse 19 goes on, and, and he said unto her, Give me thy son. And he took him out of the bosom and carried him up to the loft where he abode and laid him in, upon his own bed. And he cried unto the Lord and said, O Lord my God, hast thou brought evil upon the widow with whom, with whom I sojourn by slaying her son? And he stretched himself upon the child three times and cried upon the Lord and said, O Lord my God, I pray thee, let thy child's soul come unto him again. And the Lord heard the voice. Of Elijah, and the soul of the child came unto him again, and he revived. And Elijah took the child and brought him down out of the chamber into the house and delivered him unto his mother. And Elijah said, See, thy son liveth. And the woman said to Elijah, 
Now by this I know that thou art a man of God, and the word of the Lord in thy mouth is truth. Tonight we're going to talk about it comes with a cost. It comes with a cost. It comes with a cost. Pastor, if you could pray over this message. Amen. You may be seated tonight. You may be seated. The widow of Zarephath understood what the cost of giving her, her and her son's last meal meant. She understood where she was at in her life, and she understood that that's all she had. It was just a little bit of oil and a little bit of, of meal. And it was her last effort to expand her and her son's life, but not for very long. She understood that this, only, this little amount that I had right now, that it would only last me for just so long. And there was, there was imminent death that was, that was on her doorstep. And Elijah had asked her for a vessel of water and a morsel of bread. She told Elijah, you're asking me to give you everything that I have. How many would be willing to do that tonight of a stranger, someone that came into your house and said, give me the last fruit loops you got. Give me the last orange you have. Give me the last gallon of milk you have. Give me the last loaf of bread you have. How many would be willing to do that? I, I, honestly, I would say, you're crazy. Move to the next house. And, and, but, sh- but deep down inside, she knew where she was at. She knew what the cost was, and she knew what would happen if she, would, if, she, if she gave that up. If, if, she, if she would have never done that, done what the man of God had asked her to do with her and her son would have died, and her son would have never been healed after falling sick. If she would have never answered the call of the man of God and given all that she had, you know, she understood where she was at. She had nothing. She had she had just a little thing, a cruise of oil, and she had just a little amount of meal. And, and what would have happened if she wouldn't have given all that she had? She, 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 would have, she would have died if it wasn't for Elijah coming her way and asking of her to give me everything you have. Understand tonight that the Lord is asking to give everything that we have tonight. He's not asking just to give just a little bit. He's asking to give everything we have. Not just a portion that you keep a hold of and keep back for for keepsake, but he's asking to give you give all, all of yourself tonight and hold nothing back. Listen, church, there is a cost to this thing tonight. There is a price for something that's worth anything. Anyone that's ever lived in this world understands that there's a price to have something good. You pay, you you pay, for, you get what you pay for. Have you ever heard that phrase? You get what you pay for. There's a price to everything. Receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost and being baptized is a Baptized in his name and living a holy and acceptable lifestyle before the Lord is going to cost you something, church, tonight. You can't just accept everything that's going to happen and you just not give something back to God. He expects something out of you and I today. He expects something. But it's worth everything that you can give. It's worth everything you can give tonight. Your blessing is going to cost you something tonight. 
Your ministry will cost you something. Your anointing that you've been praying for is going to cost you something. If you truly love the Lord today, like you say you do, it will cause you to give some things up tonight. You can look at somebody's life and and see where they're at and see what they've given up and understand how, how much they love somebody by how much they give their time to it. And, and let me tell you something. I want to give everything I have to God tonight because I love him. You love him tonight, church? I'm, I believe I'm speaking to a church that loves the Lord tonight and wants, wants to see some blessings bestowed on him. If you truly love the Lord today, you're going to do what it costs, what it takes. It comes with a cost tonight, church. Are you willing to lay it down? Are you willing to lay it to the side? Are you willing to give it up for the Lord tonight? You're going to have to hand over your own desires, your own thought process, your own plans, and your own ideas over to God. The Lord wants it all, church. I'm going to repeat it again. He wants everything from you tonight. He doesn't want anything that's, that's left on this altar. So many people come to this altar, and, I, and I, not that we people watch, but so many people come to this altar and have a fervent prayer, but keep a little bit and go back. They keep that. They don't lay it all on the altar. They don't give it completely. They don't surrender. They don't sacrifice at all. If you're going to get somewhere in God tonight, you're going to give it all. You're going to give it all, and you're not going to turn back to it. The Lord is wanting to know, are we willing to endure the cost to serve him tonight? If you and I will just endure what it takes to serve God, he will, in return, give us back tenfold what we have to give up. Job, Job had everything given or taken away from him. But he had everything given back to him. Even his own wife said, you just need to curse God and and die, Job. You need to just give up. Give up. I'm not here to give up tonight, church. We started something. We can't give up tonight, church. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to John chapter 3. And it's a very familiar portion of Scripture. John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son. That's who that." Whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Everlasting life. How many want everlasting life? How many want to win that ultimate prize at the end of this thing? Throughout this time on earth, as, as, we, as, as long as the world has existed, as a nation, we've endured wars and battles to obtain freedoms and the liberty to do so as we please. But those liberties and freedoms didn't come without a cost, such as the Civil War. I was doing some research here and there in the Civil War, I believe so. It cost around 600,000 lives over a span of so many years. And, and even the, uh, in, in the Battle of Antietam, it, it was, it was a, a costly war, a costly battle that, that lasted for only one day. And, and, and it... And it totally just demolished a lot of people, and it killed, it killed a lot of people. A lot of lives were lost in, in, the, in the keeping of our freedoms today, church. And, and there was a cost, and lives were given and laid down, and families were shattered from loved ones that gave it all so that we could be a free people today. And it came with a cost. In order to have everlasting life, there was a cost that needed to be paid, church. I'm so glad that the Lord paid a price that you and I could never afford. He paid the price that we may live in eternity with him someday. And when we look at items, some things that we, we like to have, we like to obtain, it, it comes with a cost to you. If it's something that's a cost to you, it's something that is not easily given up or given away to someone else. Something that's came, got, got at a cost to you, and Lexi, she, she kills me because when, I was, when we were dating, um, 
I got this uh, big t- big TV screen in my game room given to me, and and I was like, man, I'm not I'm not giving it up because it holds value to me, and and it and Levi's not here tonight, but he helped me go get it, and it was a cost. It was a cost to me. It wasn't cost to my wallet, but it was a cost to my back because I had to carry it down a, like three flights of stairs from the top of an apartment building. And, and it was a 73-inch screen TV, and I still have it today. And she's like, you just need to get rid of it. You need to get rid of that. It's, it's too big. It's too bulky. I don't even know why you have that. It's because it's mine. It's because I put effort into it, and I like watching it. <laughs> you know, something that's, that came across to you, you're not likely to give it up very easily, Brother Morrow. And, and we got to understand that tonight. And, and, and an item that we love so dearly, we're not going to just give it away. An object or whatever it may ta- whatever it may be that, that costs you something usually has more meaning to you and holds more value than something that you get for free. Someone that just gives it to you. And something that's easy. Something that you can just be lackadaisical about and not have any effort into it. But, it, that, but that doesn't mean anything to you as much as it would to have, some, have something to cost to you, Brother Bo. And we tend to not care much about things that break on us or if we lose something that is free because it came at no cost. It came as no sweat on our back. It was just given to us, Sister Serena, and, and nothing was lost. So something that comes with a cost is not easily let go. Let me tell you, church, tonight that if you're willing to give yourself over to the enemy and hand yourself over to the adversary, then you haven't invested very much into this thing. You haven't given very much to this thing if you're not willing to, 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 to handle it, to, to fight for it, to to understand where you're at in life and say, you know what, i got to hold on to this thing because it's valuable to me and it means something to me. I've come too far to give up what I've gained tonight, church. I've come way too far to, to get, just give up. If you and I are willing to be held captive by sin and the plan of Satan today, then maybe you've forgotten what it costs you to be here today. Maybe you've forgotten that the, maybe it slipped your mind and, and, and you've forgotten that God is a healer or God is the deliverer tonight. Or maybe you've forgotten that he's a provider, a sustainer, or that he's an almighty and all-knowing God and his name is Jesus Christ. And he died for our sins. And he shed that innocent blood that me and you may, may live freely one day without sin in, in eternity with him. The cost is worth making heaven my eternal home today, church. The cost is the cost of staying away from toxic family or friends, the cost of leaving that great career that leads me farther from God, or the cost of setting fame and notoriety to the side. It's worth, it's worth it all to live for God tonight, church. It's worth every bit of it. It's worth every bit of it. Our flesh is not a fan of the word cost. I'll say that again. Our flesh is not a fan. It doesn't like the word cost. Our flesh would rather sit in front of the TV for hours than to read Scripture. Our flesh would much rather sit in, in that seat than, uh, than get up and pray for someone at an altar. Or our flesh would much rather be scrolling through social media than to find itself a prayer closet. And I'm guilty of that. I'm preaching to myself. We get so wrapped up in the things of this world that we forget what's, what it's cost us to, to, just, to, 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 to live that lifestyle of giving everything you have to God. And I ask the church tonight, and, and I want everyone to self-examine um, your soul tonight. And when was the last time serving God cost you something? 
When was the last time serving God cost you something? Living for God is not always easy, but it is always worth it. It's always worth it. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Luke chapter 14. I know I'm skipping around to some uh, different scripture tonight. Luke chapter 14. We're going to go to verse 27. Verse 27, we're going to read through verse 30. Verse 27 says, And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower sitteth not down first and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it? Lest happily after he hath laid the foundation and is not able to finish it, all that behold it began to mock him, saying, This is the man, this man began to build and was not able to finish. I don't ever want to be that one that God has looked down on me and said, You weren't able to finish. You weren't able to finish. You started good. You started out great. Me being someone that likes to watch sports and college basketball, there's a lot of college basketball games that, that they start out strong and they start out good. And they, and, but the team starts coming back. The opposite, opposing team starts coming back out of nowhere. I don't want to be that person that gets overwhelmed by sin at the very last minute and, and, and loses it at the very last minute. If you're not willing to accept the cost of living for God, then you're, not, then you're willing to throw it all away and quit tonight, church. If we have all started, we need to plan on finishing. Just like building a tower, we need to plan on have, having some costs and understand what it takes to finish the project. What's it going to take for you to understand that this is all I have? You have one shot. You have one, one, li- one life here on this earth. We have to make it count. We have to make it count tonight, church. We have one opportunity. We have one opportunity to live this thing the way we should live this thing, to live this thing the way God expects us to live this thing. Living for God isn't always pretty. It is it has its ups and downs and its twists and turns. That's why the Lord took that cro- that cost on the cross and shed his blood so we could we could come to him in our dire need and ask him for those for those things that we need help with in our trying times. If you need something from the Lord, but you're willing, but you aren't willing to pay the cost and give it to, to Him, it will not happen for you. If you're not willing to pay the cost, you're not going to get what, what you think you're going to get out of it. If you're not willing to set aside time, if we're not willing to set aside prayer, if we're not willing to set aside um, some some special time to read our Word, you know what what is God going to do for us? He expects us to abide by the by the Word and abide by His law. And abide by the things that, that keep us and sustain us. Let me tell you something. This word will sustain you. This word will sustain you. Your prayer will sustain you. This world, this money, your job will not sustain you. It's all going to go away. In, 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 in the rapture, it's all going to go away. We're not going to keep this in, in heaven. It's when we give up what we have that the Lord will give back in abundance. It's in our sacrifice of praise that the Lord will meet us where we are at and move in our situation. Someone is wondering in this place tonight, why am I in a position of dissatisfaction? Why do I feel as though I'm not where I need to be in God or my relationship seems out of whack, seems off balance, Brother Paul? When was the last time living for God came at a cost to you? Let me ask that person tonight, 
When was the last time it came as a cost? When was the last time you gave something to God instead of him giving something to you? So many people are like, I want, I want, I want, I want. Give me, give me, give me. But the Lord's saying, I'll give you what you need. I'll give you what you need in the right time and, and when I seem fit that you need it. Maybe you can't find meaning where you are because you haven't given it to God until it hurts. Where there is no cost, there is no significance. Where there is no cost, there is no significance. The widow of Zarephath found the the quality of life again because she gave all that she had to Elijah. If she would have never given up all she had, who knows what would have happened to her and her family. Presumably death would have came her way. She would have died. Her family would have never survived in that that environment. Let me tell you something. You're never going to survive in the environment if you keep things from God. You're never going to survive in the environment of you being selfish, someone that doesn't give their time to God, someone that sits on the couch and watches TV and episode after episode and after episode. We need to set aside time in our life to, to commune with God and to communicate with God. Just as a marriage, you need to set aside time for your wives, husbands, or wives, you need to set aside times for your husbands to, to, to get in contact with one another and to talk to each other. Just like, just like that, we need to have a, a contact with God. We need to have a true loving relationship with, the, with God Almighty, our creator, one who created you and I today. If we would just count up all the costs, there's an old song that G.E. Patterson says. He says, count up all the costs it takes to walk with Jesus. Count up all the costs. We need to sit back and look at our life and say, what's it going to take for me to get on that next level? Of God, what's the, what's what's the next step? What's it going to take for me to get on a higher plateau in Jesus, a, a more powerful prayer, a more 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 of a desire, more of a of a of a of a get get it attitude where we can just say, you know what, I want everything I need from you, Jesus, and I'm not leaving till I get it. I'm not leaving till I get it. If you have your Bibles, we're going to go to Second Samuel chapter twenty-four. Second Samuel chapter 24. And if the singers want to come, I'm coming to a closing. I know this might be a, sh- a short message, but I believe I'm feeling something in here tonight that it, it, it takes something. It takes extra effort on our part. If you want something, you, if you truly want something, you're going to do all you can in your power, Brother Ken, to, to get it. You know, in our attitude and our mentality, if we truly want something... As a kid, I would save money because I loved collecting ball cards. I loved collecting baseball, basketball, football cards. And my dad would teach me the, the lesson of, okay, the next time we go to the store, you need to save up money so you can buy that little pack, or whatever it was, probably 3 or $4 worth of ball cards. And then I'd end up losing probably half the pack after that. But he instilled something in me that, you know, if you want something, you're going to do whatever it takes. If you want your blessing tonight, if you want your blessing tonight, you're going to do whatever it takes. If you're, if you're in desperate need, you're going to do whatever it takes. In, in 2 Samuel chapter 24, and this is a portion of Scripture where we find King David, <clears throat> prior to our reading that we're going to read, he, he ends up numbering the people of Israel, and God sends a plague on him. And the people of Israel and, and wipes out a, a numerous amount of people because of what David did. 
And David realizes the sin that he committed by numbering the people of Israel because those aren't David's people. They were the children of the Lord. They were children of God. And he, and in other words, the Lord was saying, David, what are you doing? You think you have it all under control? You think you can number the people? Those are my people, not your people. And so this is where we find King David um, in this scripture. says, verse 22, it says, And Arona said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be oxen for burnt off, burnt sacrifice. I don't know whose kid that is, but they need to get him under control. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that. I'll start over. Second Samuel chapter twenty-four, verse twenty-two. And Arona said unto David, Let my lord the king take and offer up what seemeth good unto him. Behold, here be be oxen for burnt burnt sacrifice and threshing uh, instruments and other instruments of the oxen for wood. All these things did Arona as king um, give unto king unto the king. And Arona said unto the king, The Lord thy God accept thee. Now before this, King David saw the angel of the Lord at the threshing floor of Arona's house, at the place of Arona. And Arona is saying, you know what? Uh, I'm going to give you this, this house to have a sacrifice, David, because David understood that he messed up and he needed to have a sacrifice unto the Lord and, and to backpedal and, he's in, in, in to, and to lay down some things and to, and to sacrifice unto God. And, and Arona is saying, you know what? I'm just going to give it to you. I'm going to give all this to you. I'm going to give you the, flat, the threshing floor at no cost. I'm going to give it to you for free. And, and verse 24 says, And the king, King David, said unto Arona, Nay, but I will surely buy it of thee at a price. Neither will I offer burnt offerings unto the Lord my God of that which doth cost me nothing. So David is saying, you know what, I'm not going to sacrifice something that came at no cost to me. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to give something that's not even mine. I'm not trying to try to sacrifice something that I did nothing for. I didn't break my back for. I didn't give something from my natural being up. And so David bought the threshing floor and, and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. Verse 25 says, And David built there an altar unto the Lord and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord was entreated of, for the land, and the plague was stayed from Israel. So after David gave that sacrifice... The plague had stopped. The plague had stopped. Let me say this to you tonight, church. You can't sacrifice something that came to no cost to you. If David would have accepted Arona's gift of giving him the threshing floor, it would have been Arona's sacrifice. So David had to pay the cost. It wouldn't have been David's sacrifice. It would have been Arona's sacrifice if, if, if David would have never paid the cost of the threshing floor. And a sacrifice isn't a sacrifice until a price has been paid. As soon as Jesus gave his life on that old rugged cross, the price was paid, and then only after that the sacrifice was made. Jesus became the sacrifice once he paid the cost on Calvary's hill on that cross. Once he poured that, that, that innocent blood, that was the cost. And then the sacrifice, he became the sacrifice after he paid that cost. 
I mean, you're glad he paid that cost for you and I today. I'm glad I can come and, 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 and throw myself unto God and, and throw my cares and my, and my heart and my desires and my cares upon him tonight. He became the ultimate sacrifice. David understood that a sacrifice could not be made until the price was paid. Have you ever, have you given what the Lord has told you to give tonight, church? And I'm going to end on this. Have you given what the Lord has get, told you to give? Have you fully laid down what the Lord has told you to lay down? No matter what the cost, will you do what the Lord has pressed on you to do? No matter what it takes, no matter what the Lord's talking to you, no matter what the Spirit of the Holy Ghost is whispering into you tonight, you know, what, what are you going to do? What, what, what is the cost tonight? What is your cost? It's time for the church to be the church and say, no matter the cost, I'll follow you, Lord. No matter what, no matter how much I have to give up, I'll do what it takes to serve the Lord. I love you tonight, church. That's all I got.